Hi and welcome back. Today I'm going to be talking about the fear of commitment. Um, so let's begin. So first up, um, I found this article here that's going to be talking about committing. Uh, you know, fear of committing, the reason why. Um, you know, how to cope with those emotions. How to cope with those fears of committing to something. A commitment means to be committed, means to dedicate to something, be dedicated to something, um, be de like devoted to something, faithful to something, or loyal to something, basically. Um, that's the kind of definition that I found on Google. Uh, what does it mean to commit? It means to hand over... Okay, here they're talking about something else, like committing a crime. That's like the definition they're giving us. But I'm looking for the other definition of like committing to something in particular. So an activity, a job, being devoted to something... Um, or being just simply, yeah, devoted to something. That's all I meant. That is the definition of committing. So let's begin. Um, causative of commitment phobia. So first up, we have low self-esteem. When you're struggling with a sense of self, an adequate sense of self, you begin to question your place in a relationship. So here, I'm talking mostly about committing to a relationship, committing to... In particular, in this first section, talking about relationships. A lot of people don't want to commit to relationships because of the fear of not being good enough or just the fear of, you know, they have low self-esteem, like they mentioned in the first part of the article. So, what does my partner see me in? See, sorry. What does my partner see in me? They deserve better. What if I can't stay faithful? What if my partner finds someone better and leaves me when I'm vulnerable? Um, so, basically, feeling... Such questions that you ask yourself lead to self-sabotage. Pull the plug, and you pull the plug early. Meaning like, okay, if I'm not good enough, um, if they, they're going to find someone else, um, you know, if I don't do this or don't, or don't do that or don't act this way, they'll find someone else and they'll leave me. So before it even happens, just like, you know what, I'm just going to end it. I'm just going to end it. I'm going to pull the plug on the relationship. I'm going I'm to pull the plug early, as they mentioned here. And I'm going to finish the relationship. I'm going to end the relationship before it even started. Because you have low self-esteem. Because you find it difficult. Because you're, you know, having low self-esteem leads to, you know, insecurity. And leads to the fact that you're always stressed. And you're always thinking about what, what if, you know, I can't stay faithful. What, why do my, what does my partner like, like me? Sorry. Why is my partner attracted to me? Whatever. And just asking all those questions to yourself is very, is very, um, hmm. I wouldn't say it's very um, exhausting. That's the word, exhausting. Because you're always asking yourself all these questions. And then your partner is just like, I I just like you because I like you. You know, I'm attracted to you, whatever it is. And then you pull the plug um, before you end the relationship, before it even happened, before anything happened, before the relationship even got somewhere or started. So you're kind of just ending something that never really started. You're, you're ending something that never began, basically. You're ending a relationship that never began. You're ending an activity, a job that you never got even, you didn't even begin. So basically, you're just pulling the plug on things that you didn't even start, but you think you're going to fail at. Anyways, uh, we'll trickle into other areas of our life. Difficulty choosing a career um, or cultivating deep friendships. So it can really, low self-esteem can really affect every aspect of your life. You know, social, like emotional, uh, like your work life, your school life, whatever it is. 
it can really affect those places. So maybe just working on your self-esteem, working on the fact, um, learning how to be not just confident, but learning how to have a higher self-esteem, developing that, um, that those traits, I would say, those traits, or just kind of trying to work on the fact, trying to find the problem, trying to find the reason why you have low self-esteem. And then after that, finding ways to get over, uh, not get over, but finding ways to be more confident will help you in most aspects in your life because when you're always insecure, it's just, it's very exhausting because you're always asking yourself, so many questions and you're always worried about so many things and you're not just you're not enjoying relationship your life you're not enjoying every aspect of your life moving on we have problems with attachment so people develop different attachment styles as they mature into adulthood so these are informed by attachment the attachment formed in childhood if you did not have a secure and consistent attachment to a primary caregiver mom dad whoever it was um, in your childhood, you may discover that our results, your attachment style is either anxious or avoidant. Both of these will ne- negatively affect, sorry, affect your relationships. They make you clingy or distance, repressed or caution with your loved one. Okay, so attachment styles. Okay, so they're saying if you didn't have any healthy relationship when you were younger, you never learned what it was. You never, you never learned you know, how to have a healthy relationship, a healthy um, connection with others, so family or whoever it was around you. So as I mentioned before, you know, your loved ones, as they mentioned, or if you, you know, in your, sorry, in your childhood, you didn't have, you never learned what a healthy, stable relationship was, um, and you never formed deep connections, deep, meaningful connections with people around you, you never got to learn. You never got to learn those things um, in your childhood for whatever reasons. You know, we don't all grow up in. Not everyone, sadly, grows up in a good family, with you know money and food and and a good home and good parents and you know just a good family. And I think that's just something that can affect that. Your fact that in your childhood maybe you were in an abusive household. Um, in a loud household, in a violent one, where drugs and out, al- where drugs and alcohol were included in that, you know, in your in your home, or even poverty, even just multiple things, so that can really affect. I think the attachment style, as I mentioned, too. They, um, yeah. So I think it it really affects the fact your childhood will affect sometimes the way you react to a certain things, and then it just leaves you feeling like they mentioned anxious. You have attachment style or you're just anxious and avoidant and it can affect, obviously, if you're, you know, too clingy, too distant, cautioning people around you, you're repressed, obviously, it will affect you negatively. It will affect, obviously, it's going to affect your relationships around you and your relationships in every, in every aspect of your life will be negative because you were just, it's not the, the child's fault. The child's fault, you know, they were, they were just in a household that was maybe violent. That the only thing they saw was violence, pain, and anger, and and negativity. And they never really got to to learn what healthy, loving childhood was, or um, healthy, loving relationships. And 
you know, just where you, I think where you come from, um, sadly affects a lot of your affects it affects your your attachment style, your personality. I think the way you act, the way you form, it affects your relationships and the way you form a relationship with others. Basically, even if it's like a, a love relationship or a like a something intimate or just a or or just um a friendship. So it can be like an an intimate relationship or just a friendship. Um it will be it will be always it will always be negative if you don't learn how to have a healthy relationship with others, how to form, you know, deep connection, um how to form yeah, how to form basically deep meaningful connections that are not so negative. Moving on, we have childhood trauma. So Oftentimes, once again, we talk about, in this article, we talk a lot about, I think, um, childhood because a lot of things happen, a lot of things that will happen during your childhood will affect some of, it will affect you in some ways later in your life. Um, not always. Anyways, sorry about that. Uh, not always, but, but a lot of the time, a lot of time, a lot of the time it will. But sometimes it won't. So it's really in general. We're generally speaking. Um, so whatever your brain perceives as trauma. Um, like a childhood trauma. Whatever happened to you when you were younger. So poverty. Bullying. Uh, learning disabilities. Um, anything like that. Anything like war. Any trauma that happened to you when you were you know, a child. As they mentioned childhood trauma. Uh, has an effect of leaving us unable to trust anyone. As a result, we develop a fear of commitment. So if you were bullied, you were neglected, abandoned, abused, um, sexual assault, you know, all those things, all those traumatic events, um, your brain, you, you were, you're not going to be able to trust anyone. You're not going to be able to trust people. You'll have a really hard time, I think, forming connections with, with others because of that childhood trauma. And never left and I think that your brain just sees everything not not sees everything like uh, like in a negative way but your like fight or flight reaction is always on when that's why you're not able to form I think deep connections with other people like you're always anxious you're always like oh I can't trust you um this happened before I'm not able to trust this person because this would happen to me and nah, nah, nah. and sometimes just it's just children that when they were younger um so basically children in their childhood um they 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 trust someone let's say they trust their a friend a family friend um a family member someone that they thought they could trust did something horrible to them and I remember I read a story of this, this, I think it was this one guy, I don't really remember exactly the story, but he talked about like how he was sexually assaulted by his, his own uncle, his uncle, his uncle's friends, you know what I mean? So it's just someone that you thought you can trust, someone that everyone, sometimes it's just that, that family member that you thought you can trust, that you thought that everyone likes. And you're just stuck with this horrible secret and the, the real person they actually are. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's just, that's why people have a lot of trust issues. It's because sometimes you, most of the time, you get into a relationship with someone 
you it could be a family member it could be just someone you thought you can trust did something horrible and that kind of causes trauma in your life okay moving on let's just let's just move on to something else but it can also be a negativity negative core belief so you may find that you have a screwed a squeed <laughs> sorry a squeed view of the world some of these common uh, yet internal untrue beliefs uh, all men cheat so why bother with commitment everyone in my family is dysfunctional is dysfunctional so how can my relationship be any different if i commit to this something is bound to go wrong okay so uh a phobia of commitment so basically negative believing so negative core belief believing something bad is going to happen if you commit believing that all all women's um yeah all men cheat all women's are only want money all women are gold diggers um you know just things like that so oh why bother commit if um you know my my last my last husband cheated so why bother commit with anyone else you know what i mean so just these negative beliefs that something bad's going to happen that why try you know why try because something bad's going to happen anyways so just having these negative false beliefs that something bad might happen will affect will, will create this phobia of commitment this fear of committing to a relationship a job an activity something that is just because of your own you know your own fears that's pretty sad um i would say simply to just think just in life um go into things Go into life with an open mind. Go into situations with an open mind. Okay. I want to try this out. I want to try this. Let's say I want to go into this relationship. With this woman or man. Whoever it is. Whoever you want it to be. But oh my last relationship. My last. Sorry. <laughs> but oh my last relationship. Oh they cheated on me. They're not, they weren't loyal. How can I trust anyone else? Nah, 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 nah. Okay. Okay. That happened in the in the past. Um, it's sad, you know, it happened. You, it wasn't your fault, whatever it was. Um, and then you go into a relationship thinking, oh, I'm sure it's going to happen again. Just kind of go into a relationship thinking, it could happen, it could not happen. You'll go into something, go in things, get into things in life with an open mind. Open mind, like, okay, I'm going into this. I will try my best. I will try my best. With what I have. But if something bad's going to happen. It will happen. So I think. Look. Just think. Yeah. So just. That's what I meant. Kind of go into things with an open mind. And think. Think in your head. You know. This is life. In life. Bad things can happen. Good things can happen. You never know. You never know. In life. You just kind of go into it. You, you dive in. You dive in. And then you kind of discover. What's. Underneath the surface. Um. What's in the water, basically. So just being open-minded about everything. But also remember that not everything is negative. Not everything is positive. You might go into this relationship and it might end up really badly. Or it might, you know. Anyways, moving on from that, my, my whole point was that if you are thinking of committing to something, think in your head, you know, I'm ready to explore this. I'm ready to dive into the water. I'm ready to discover what's 
beyond my beliefs. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get out of my comfort zone. But I know that once I leave, that once I dive, of course I can dive back up. Of course I can swim, you know, back up to the surface. Of course. But just remember, once you dive, you dive. You know, it's when you're at the pool. Let's Okay, it's an example. You're at a swimming pool. Okay, you dive. But you chose to dive. Like, should I dive or not? Mm. Should I commit? You know, it's like, it's like in life. Water, the water is like life. Or an opportunity, a situation. And you're just by the water and you're like, oh, should I jump in? Or should I stay back? Because the water is always going to be there. The water's there. It stays. It's, it's calm. Let's say an ocean. Okay, it keeps going. It's not going to wait for you. It won't wait for you. Oh, keep going. But just remember that once you dive, bad and good things can happen. Both. It, it's not, you know, okay, just by thinking that everything is going to be bad, you're not even letting yourself a chance of things actually working, of things actually being good. So the whole story of diving in is just simply... It's just simply um, having the courage to dive in. But having the courage to understand. Yeah, so basically just just being able to um, commit to something is very important. But also, I think being able to just have the courage to tell yourself, I'm going to go into this with an open mind. Whatever happens will happen. Good, bad, negative, positive, whatever it is. It will happen. But if you come into a situation, you're going to you dive into the water, into the ocean, with you know, with a thinking of, oh, I'm gonna get eaten by a shark, I'm gonna, oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drown, na 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 na. You know, oh, okay, you have like fifty percent, you're already putting into your head that you're going to fail, that you're gonna drown, that you're gonna um that, that someone's gonna leave you, that oh, you're dysfunctional, oh well well all women are gold diggers, so why not this time? You know, if you're really going into a situation with such already like negative, you already have like a negative um, thinking towards the situation. You're already putting those negative barriers like, oh, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. Like once, you know, once you just imagine. Okay, so now I spoke about the water, diving, whatever it is. That's what all I meant. But it's like when you want to start, let's say, a new job, you want to start a project. You know, if you're just constantly saying, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. You know, I can't do this. Then you're already blocking yourself to, you're blocking your brain. You're blocking that, that, that thinking process. I can't do this. Puff. And then that's it. It goes, all, all your ideas go away because you keep telling yourself that I can't do this. And your brain, your brain believes you. Your brain listens to you. And they're like, oh, I can't do this. Okay, I can't do this. That's it, that's that. No, they, they listen. Your brain your brain will make you believe whatever you whatever you say out loud, whatever you keep saying, I can't do this. Um I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna I'm gonna drown, I'm gonna be, you know, all those negative mind all those negative ideas that you have, your brain will, will convince you that it's true. That all these things are gonna happen. That if you commit to something, to a relationship, to whatever it is, it's going to happen. Something's bad's gonna happen. So don't, I'm not saying go into, go into a situation with like, oh yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna excel. I'm gonna be amazing. I'm gonna understand everything. I'm gonna be able to swim. I'm going to dive and I'm gonna find a beautiful, beautiful sea, whatever it is, whatever the situation is. No, no. 
because now you're just setting unrealistic expectations, unrealistic things to the situ- towards the situation. So when you're diving into a situation, just keep an open mind. I will, I will go into this with courage and strength. And whatever happens, and I will try my best, but whatever happens, happens. Negative, positive, it's okay. If I dive into the water and I drown, it's okay. I will save myself and I will get back up. If I get into the water and, oh, I see these beautiful, colorful fishes, life is amazing, the sun is bright, okay, okay, amazing. So just seeing things that way really helps. Because you don't want to be setting un, you know, you know, uh, positive, sorry, what was that? Ugh, I'm sorry. Anyways, you don't want to be setting those unspec, un, <laughs> okay, you don't want to be setting, um, false, false things, those false ideas, um, you don't want to be setting those kind of ideas, because you don't even know if it's going to happen or not, you know what I mean, so you can't tell yourself oh it's going to be positive because you don't know no one knows no one knows in advance except the universe except god the universe whatever you want to call it whatever you believe in that's the only person the only thing person whatever it is it's only spirit that can actually know what's going to happen in advance but we don't know as humans we don't know what's going to happen so why set up those false expectations but also why set up those low expectations those negative expectations you know what i mean so that's just all i have to say about that i just think by going into something with a negative mindset it's not good a positive mindset it's not good go go into a situation with no expectations and just a neutral mindset it was good it was bad and then after you're not you're not discouraged you're not yeah you're not, you're not discouraged you're not frustrated because you didn't expect anything you didn't expect anything. You came into the situation with an open mind. And by not expecting anything, when you come into a new situation, there's no place for for negative for negative mindset. There's no place for a positive one. There's no place for disappointment and frustration because you were not expecting anything. You came into this with, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm here. I'm ready to explore. I'm ready to discover new things. I'm ready to go into the situation like a warrior. And you and you're not disappointed because you you came into this situation with a neutral mind. That's all I was trying to say, honestly. I'm sorry it took so much so long, but I like to be clear. You know, I like to be clear and understood. Okay, moving on. It can also be a personality disorder, so um, it can make it difficult for the person. People who have personality disorders can make it difficult for you to connect um, with others, connect and trust with others. Sorry, connect and trust others. Um, so, for example, obsessive compulsive disorder, borderline borderline personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, is some of the personality disorders that they mention that can you know that doesn't really help sometimes um, understand others and form form meaningful relationships with others. So um, they have some of them have these people who have. Personality disorders have these common traits, so who act in a way that doesn't conform to social norms, so that causes them to be very insecure, um, to have attachment issues, 
a lot of trauma and not able to trust others. Because when you when you have a mental health issue, a personality disorder, as they mentioned here, um, you are seen as you're not part of the norm. Someone with mental health issues is not part of the norm. Meaning that in society, you're you know to be able to be able to be part of a society, you have to be like everyone else. You have to, you know, follow the law, follow the rules, do this, do that. That's, it's not a good thing, it's not a bad thing, whatever. It, it is what it is, but you have to be able to follow, to fit into society. To follow along with what's going on around you and in the world and where you live. Um, but when you have a mental health issue, personality disorder, um, all these, these kind of disorders i don't like mentioning that but i don't like that word but like these disorders um these kind of issues if i could say that um it makes it difficult for you to to form to be part of society because people with mental health issues have a different way of thinking a different um reality a different reality that people with, with that don't have mental health issues don't understand. That's why it makes it very difficult for them to conform to social norms uh, and to fit into society. And after that, it creates when you feel indifferent. Sorry, when you feel different, it causes a lot of anxiety, a lot of trauma, not trauma, a lot of um, trust issues and attachment issues and all these kind of other issues they don't want to have. But that's what it does when you feel different. Because as humans, we want to belong. We want to belong to something, want to fit into society, want to be accepted in society. And to be able to be accepted in society, you have to be able to know what's going on around you and have the same reality as everyone else and follow the social norms that are demanded, basically. I know, I know, it's kind of messed up, but that's what it is. Uh, you're just not that into them. Okay. So when they're talking about like relationship, so two people will be in a dead end relationship for years, unable to commit. So one of them will meet someone who blaze through their life like a com like a comet. This partner who has a lackluster lover would morph into a devoted spouse and parents, heartbeat for the right person. It's a tough pill to swallow for both you and your partner. However, sometimes it's healthy to acknowledge. That you're just not into them. And wipe that slate clean for the next love story. Does that mean that if I'm a, I'm happily in a relationship that I don't have... Sorry, that I don't have a fear of commitment? What are the signs? So, once again, yes. I think it's very important to be honest with yourself. Um, you know, why am I having such a hard time trusting them? Why am I having such a hard time committing to this relationship like maybe we're just not meant to be maybe we're just not into each other maybe we're just we're too different to be together and i know sometimes people are different like opposite attract but sometimes it's just not meant to be and you kind of have to let it go and that can be very difficult because like after like the people are just like oh i don't want to let it go because um i'm not gonna have anyone else after oh i'm gonna have to make the effort of actually looking for someone else and then imagine this you know there's so many things that go into it go into it I think it's just so important to be honest with yourself and tell yourself, okay, maybe I'm just not into them. Maybe we're just not meant to be. That's it. That's that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's very important. Even when it comes to an intimate relationship or even a friendship, sometimes 
it's not going to work. That's all. Um, signs of fear. Let's talk about the signs of a fear of commitment. So let's go. You want things casual. That's the usual, the casual thing. Um, so recently, talking about dating apps, I mean, talking about wanting things casual, I've been on a lot of dating apps recently. Okay, not a lot. I'm not going to lie. I've been on like two, two or three, four. I would say four. No, three, three. I've been on three. But recently, I only selected two out of those. Out of those three, I selected two um, dating apps. And I noticed that a lot of accounts are like, oh, just want something casual, casual, casual. So a lot of people are fear of, have a fear of commitment. But I understand, you know, when you're much younger, you want something casual. Like, you don't want the, the whole, except if you do. You don't want the whole, let's get married, uh, let's get married relationship. I want something serious. You know, when you're young, you just want something casual. If that's, you know, everyone is different, but usually you want something casual when you're young. So, um, it says, in the same way, we need to talk. Uh, what are we? It gives you a cold, sweat, nausea. Heart up, okay, not being a little, a little dramatic. But if the we need to talk, what are we, gives you whew, heart palpitation, you can be sure you have a sneaky case of commitment phobia. You often don't want to define a relationship beyond hooking up. Casual relationship creates the illusion of freedom. Mind into thinking that we are not trapped and you still have an out. In some veins, you don't open up. And you don't let your partner in. They just sort of orbit you like a moon, never being allowed into the core. Okay. I understand that. Okay, so you want things casual. You don't like that. You don't, you hate those questions. You need, we need to talk. What are we? And you kind of just leave your, and you don't open up to your, your partner. Um, you don't answer the, you don't answer the question. You kind of just avoid it by thinking, oh, you know, if, if the relationship is casual, I'm free, I'm able to leave whenever I want, I'm able to get out whenever I want, I'm not, I'm not trapped. But you are, kind of, because you're not, you are trapped in your own fear because you're too afraid to, to, to tell them we are, uh, we are, to, like, I want this or I want that. Or you're too afraid to admit that maybe, you're not sure what you want, basically. You know, a lot of people that, that are just in a casual relationship usually don't really know what they want um and you're just scared of like being trapped into something and then it doesn't work what am i supposed to do now how am i supposed to end it now that could be also one of the fears that people have but by not being open with your partner you're kind of just leaving them on a cliff on a cliffhanger um you're kind of just leaving them with nothing with nothing to think about nothing to reflect on like what are we but because telling them um, is just casual, it's just a one night stand, it's just this, that, then you're telling them you have like an open, you're letting your partner, you're letting your partner know. If you're telling them, you know, I'm not interested, I'm not, we're not like, this was just a one night stand, this was just, we're just, I just wanted you to hook up with me, you know, just, it was just, I wanted something casual. Um, some people are also in open relationships, they're like, oh, you know, we're dating, but we're also seeing other people. I don't really get that, but you know, everyone... Everyone does things differently, um, but I think just also you are trapped because you're not able, you're not able to answer the question. You're tra you're trapped into that fear of being like, oh, I want to avoid everything, go away. I want to avoid all these uncomfortable but useful 
questions that you have to ask. Because when you're dating someone, let's say, you're in a relationship with someone, whatever it is, you're like, look, what are we? Whatever. Is this, is this a one-night stand? Is this a, you want something serious? What do you want? Because then you're telling that person, if you just want, let's say, you just want to hook up, you're like, oh, I just want to hook up. That's all. You're like, okay, okay. So it's just nothing serious. If you want something serious, you're telling them, I want something serious. But when you're telling them, oh, uh, like, I don't like you that way, they're like, okay, then I could go and look somewhere else. I can go look to at other options that I have. So that's a problem. The fear of the fear of um of not being able to open up that I think that kind of makes you trapped because you're not able to do what do what you want and feel good about it and you're not really able to express yourself and tell your partner, look, this is what I want because of the fear of getting into something that oof, I'm not, I don't know if I can get out of this if it goes wrong if it turns out you know in a negative a negative thing you know that person is is psycho the person is, is a little it's a little crazy or it just ends up not not being um what you thought it was going to be then after you have to kind of like you kind of have to think about anyways sorry guys i'm getting distracted by my family that's yelling um because i don't have like anything anywhere to do this but yeah so um I think by just, anyways, <laughs> I'm sure you guys know what I mean, one second. Anyways, so as I was saying, there's nothing wrong in wanting things to be casual. There's nothing wrong with wanting, uh, you know, a one-night stand or just a serious relationship. There's nothing wrong with any of those those options. You know, you do what you want to do, uh, whatever it is, doesn't matter. You do what you, what you want. It's your life. But I think just it's, it's... A lot of people are, I think, very afraid of the fact that if they get into something... And it turns out for the bad, it turns out that the person is a little crazy or they're just not meant to be or just it's not working out at all. Or this person, you know, wants something more or whatever it is. Then and after there's nothing, there's nothing. They're just afraid of the after. Like if it turns out bad, then how the hell am I supposed to get out of it? You know what I mean? So I think that's why people are really, really are always afraid of those of committing to to a relationship and they want something casual is because of that fear of <sighs> shit what am i supposed to do now what do i do now it's not working how do i end this how do i end that it's it's so difficult to just end things with someone because you never know how they're going to react so that's kind of the problem of people so i think just once again go into a relationship with look first of all before going into a relationship know what you want learn what you want figure out what you want what you personally want and then after that when you kind of discover what you want and you're confident and you know what you want and you sorry and you know what you want obviously that you also are comfortable with asking for what you want and giving and expressing yourself to the other person that's when you can really get to, into a relationship and you're not fear and you don't fear um commitment because you know what you want and what you want you know what you need uh and you you tell that person i'm expecting this or that 
or I want this or that, or if it's not going to be serious, we're not going to be together. So at least you're, you're, you're confident. You're able to know what you want, so you're not as afraid of commitment. Moving on, the impossible relationship. Relationships that are doomed before they begin. The emotionally unavailable partner who is abusive. The one who can't trust, that you cannot trust. It could be someone committing to another or they are on the rebound. It's the equivalent of building something with a, with the terrier to blow up um, ready, already in your hands. Okay. Mm. Once again, don't, don't put, you know, false expectations on your relationship. Before it even starts, don't ask you question. Don't ask yourself questions like, "What if this doesn't work out? What if?" They- don't think about that now. Take take life, take a relationship step by step. First, let's meet up. First, let's get to know each other. You know, take it slow. Take it slow. You don't have to go so fast all the time. Um, meaning you don't you don't always have to go like super fast and like okay uh let's talk okay now we're gonna think about um the wedding okay now no, whoa, whoa, whoa 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 calm down breathe you know figure out what you want figure out if, if you guys are on the same page it's very important to figure out if you are if you guys want the same not the same exact thing but similar things let's just say that um i think that's the most important thing to not to go into relationship go with the flow Calm down, breathe, um, and just go with, yeah, go with the flow. Honestly, go with the flow and don't always, don't, you know, immediately put those high or low expectations before you even started. Let things happen the way they're supposed to happen. Don't always, you know, invent a million scenarios in your head of what, what could happen and what could not happen. It doesn't matter. Just let things happen the way they're supposed to happen. You know, the universe is here to tell you that the universe will take care of it. But you also have the power to do something about it as well. If you're not happy about it or, you know, if you're just not, you're not satisfied. Or that this person wants something serious and you're just like, no, I want something casual. If that's really, really, if that's really what you want, then it's important to learn how to express it. But also let things, just let it go. Not just let it go, but let go with the flow and let things be. Let things happen how they're supposed to happen. And don't invent a million scenarios before before the relationship actually begins. Because after, you're going to pull the plug on something that never happened. Never even got a chance to, to have a connection to learn about the other person. Because you're too afraid of what might happen. Okay. So, 
serial dating. So you may have a history of short passionate relationship, starts well, and never outline the honeymoon period. Typically out before the, com the companionship and patina of long-term loving self settles in. This is, this is the definition, sorry, this is a definite sign of your being a committed, you know, you're afraid of commitment. So yeah, sometimes you're just used to, like you're not letting things happen. You're kind of just, oh, in that lovey, 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 dovey kind of mood, passionate love mood, whatever it is. And you're not letting anything happen because you're like, oh, it's too good now, then it can't be good later. And like, then you just pull the plug. So kind of just, as I mentioned before, let things happen the way they're supposed to happen. Moving on, self-sabotage. Picking fights with your partner for no reason. Um, and the relationship, as in your mind, is telling you that you get out before they do. If they can't hurt you, you may also be quick to judge the other person, cutting them off at the slightest transgression. Sometimes a lot of people go through a lot of trauma. And go for a lot of bad experiences into, you know, during a relationship. So they have, they have like negative past relationships. Then they get into one relationship and they're like, okay, well, let me just, uh, let me just get out before, before, you know, let me just fight before they fight. Let me get out before they get out. So it's, it's a lot of the fear of being abandoned. The fear that they're going to become abusive, like your past relationship or become aggressive, like your past relationship. You also tell yourself, you know. If if I leave first, they won't be able to hurt me. If I leave first, they won't they won't be they won't get abusive because I'll, I'll I'm already gonna be gone. If I leave first, they they won't have a chance to leave me. So kind of just deal with that in a way, like meaning that if you need to go to therapy, go to therapy to deal with those self sabotaging traits that you those self sabotaging behaviors. Um, and don't judge people too quickly, you know. If you just met the person, kind of just let it relax, you know, breathe, let it, let it go, go with the flow once again. Let it time to actually become something. Um, so that's very important as well. Just remember that you don't always have to run away. You don't always have to leave first. You don't always have to, like, run away from everything just because you're so afraid of being hurt again. Just remember, go into something with an open mind. It doesn't mean they're going to be abusive like your other relationship. doesn't mean your ex-boyfriend was, was this way, was aggressive, that your new one is going to be the same. So just kind of remember those kind of things. Um, yeah. So just that fear of abandonment, of being abandoned and rejected is something that a therapy session can maybe help. Maybe. Once again, your life, you do whatever you want. Okay, moving on, fear of being absorbed. Um, that they will take up who you are. That you'll be left with nothing. If your partner is too demanding, too controlling, and yet their expectations are unreasonable. It is who is you who is a committed foe. Okay, so you fear that they're going to take everything you have and leave you with nothing. They're too demanding and they're going to put expectations on you that put unreasonable unreleased they're gonna put these expectations on you that you're not able to those are those ridiculous expectations okay so this one is mm, okay so for this one i would say no one can make you do anything no one can make you commit 
to these things, but also, yeah, commit. But no one can make you, um, do things, but also, no one can force you to do whatever they want you to do, uh, to dress this way, to do that, to do this. Like, no one is forcing you, no one can force you, no one can tie you up and be like, oh, you have to do this now. Like, no. So you have to let your, you have to really not let the other person, um, you, you can't just remember to not leave that other person control you. If they're demanding too much, if you see, if you notice red flags, just leave. Anyways, so just really notice these red flags and leave. You know what I mean? Leave as soon as possible. When you notice, when you notice those red flags, leave. I know it's hard, but just before anything happens, go, go away. And, and honestly, don't let anyone force you to do anything. And no one can force you to do anything without you letting them force you to do anything uh, that they want you to do. So really just remember that. Just don't be, don't let yourself, don't let yourself be that person that says yes to everything and is willing to do, to follow every little thing. And like, no one can force you to do anything, honestly. So just um, remember that. Remember those things. Okay, moving on. The graph is always greener elsewhere. So, uh, if your partner, even when you're with your partner, you're fantasizing about going off with any number of attractive people across your path. Everything else, relationship looks so much better than, than what you have. Yes, so once again, this is the problem. High expectations. That it should be like this, it should be like that. It should be whatever it is. It will be whatever you make of it. That's all I have to say about that. That if you're fantasizing about more attractive people, then maybe you're just not with the right person. That's that. How do I fix this? So acknowledge the problem. Be honest with yourself. Acknowledge that something is wrong. Discuss with your partner what's, what's wrong, what you want. Uh, listen to what they want. That's the best tip that I can, I can really share, uh, that I can give. Open up. So open up. Communication is key. Um, discuss and manage what I want, what you want, what you don't like, what you what you dislike and like, so that you can understand each other more. And once again, your partner can't, they can't guess what you want. They can't guess how you're feeling. You have to really open up. It's very important. Decision-making bootcamp. So, um, mm, okay, so basically kind of just think about, okay, so let's see. When it comes to decision in your daily life, even the uh, decisions like eating your eggs is very important. So basically, about the bride down to Okay. Okay. So make take care of the little things in your life, meaning that if you have to, to like make decisions and don't let um, don't let things go into something bigger. So if you have if you need to resolve a problem, you're feeling a type of way, resolve it immediately. Don't wait for it to become a huge, a huge, huge, huge problem. Don't let let it like, don't let it build up to something bigger and harder to fix. Moving on, therapy. Therapy can help as well. If you tried everything else and it doesn't work, therapy could be maybe the option. And also remember to not stress too much about it. Go with the flow, you know, have an open mind. 
and just do and also listen to your gut feeling listen to your gut feeling always because most of the time you know more than you think you know um and you know more than and you know you know what you know <laughs> all i mean is that most of the time you're right you're right your gut feeling told you hey hey something's wrong you you know you love that that situation and you were actually right something was wrong so kind of just remember that uh, and therapy is always an option if you try everything else and nothing and nothing happens and nothing uh, sorry and nothing worked then therapy could be a good option but anyways that's basically it so thank you so much for listening i will see you guys in my next episode with another interesting hopefully interesting subject so bye and really be careful be careful and listen to yourself bye